Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm John, father to Malcolm, and I'm flying solo today. And actually, this is a special episode. We've been away for a few weeks, and it's for good reason. Both of us have been busy, there's been movies and holidays, so it kind of gave us a good opportunity to change the pace a little bit. And so today we're going to have an interview with um, my friend and Anton's friend, Dre, who is a father of three and heavily involved in sports, and they have experienced a lot of success felt that there was some cool stuff to talk about so it was a fun interview fun hour with him so hope you enjoy it thanks can you introduce yourself say your name and you know how how we normally introduce ourselves sure uh this is dre father of three kids uh, my oldest a junior in high school mm-hmm. uh, nico uh is freshman uh alex uh, Alexandria, she goes by Alex, and mm-hmm. my youngest is in third grade, Isaac. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and letting me interview you, and I thought it would be a really cool opportunity since given some cool stuff that you've been experiencing as a parent, as a dad, uh, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to kind of bring on a new voice and a new experience here. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, I think, I think out of everybody, I have the oldest, um, been the longest parent, I guess. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that's actually another thing I was thinking about is that you are, you have, you do have the oldest kids in, in our crew and, you know, so I've told you this in private, but, uh, I've looked up to you as a parent, as a dad, even before I was dad, right? Because um, I watched you and actually both you and um, Ella uh, raise your kids from an early standpoint, early age, you know, when I first met you all. Um, and now seeing them as high school students, well, at least two of them, <laughs> right, right. got to see a little, you know, a whole gamut of life um, from your perspective, I guess. The guinea pig parent with the uh, oldest kids. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, <laughs> So, um, I mentioned something that you experienced something pretty awesome recently, and that was experiencing Alex, your second child, who is a freshman in high school, um, do something pretty great with the team, right? Yeah. Um, pretty surreal ride, um, as a parent as, and we kind of coached my daughter as a fresh um sorry in volleyball um since she was fifth grade and this year she got picked up um as a varsity player as a freshman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that was pretty neat that was really really neat um and not only was she picked up she was actually part of the starting six rotation yeah team yeah um uh didn't really know what to expect uh didn't really know how she would do and and whether um whether she would be able to whether she might lose her spot you know we in the beginning of the season we kind of prepared her right to uh, work hard um know that people might be nipping at your heels 
um, you know, the peer pressure of being a freshman on a, on a team with, uh, you know, older girls, their expectations, what she should expect. Um, and, uh, you know, throughout the season, she's improved and, and, you know, her team made it all the way to, to state finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had to travel down south, uh, played against a really good team. And uh, unfortunately, didn't go our way, but just the entire journey uh, of seeing her from the beginning of the season, seeing her, uh, her team and how well they work together, uh, how uh, she looked up to them and, and they kind of helped her along the way. And um, they won NorCal Regionals. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just, that, that was awesome. That yeah, was awesome. so... That so they made it all the way to state. Well, I, there's a, a, a lot of co- comp. <laughs> I, when you're reviewing it, there's actually a lot of accomplishments that are pretty pretty amazing. Just you know, not judging on any other level, just a freshman making it onto a varsity team is right. no joke, right? No, it's it's it, it's tough. You know, it, it really says how much she's put in, um, uh, how, how, uh, the hard work. Yeah, and and. As far as all her accomplishments, we are, you know, she, we had her, we had her end of the season banquet, um, and just going through all their accomplishments as a team, uh, you know, she got her letter as a as a as a freshman, um, you know, we're discussing getting her varsity jacket and all the lines that she's going to end up putting um, on her jacket if she were to get one. Um, you know, they were undefeated in MV, MVAL, mm-hmm. the Mission Valley Athletic League. They yeah. were undefeated there. Went to NCS, uh, were runner-up at NCS, um, but still qualified for the state tournament. Hmm. Uh, they won their regional Northern California champions against a really good team from Sacred Heart Cathedral. Right. And then we traveled down south um, along the way. So that that's all those uh, uh you know um, wins and stuff are going to end up going on her jacket and it's like man as a freshman yeah <laughs> can't even imagine um can't even imagine and she was as you mentioned she was an in- integral part of that cuz you know it's I, I don't know too much about volleyball like structure in terms of like the depth the depth chart but being a core player as a freshman on a varsity team on a state championship qualifying varsity team is pretty yeah it's it adds to that depth of like amazement and accomplishment actually more so and 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 the teams we faced i mean the team that she was on um their our tallest was five nine i think Mm-hmm. Um, and in in uh, tournaments and uh, during the season and and during the playoffs and all these postseason stuff and preseason stuff, I mean, facing teams that had um, at least two or three six footers and mm-hmm. just you know height matters in volleyball. Oh yeah. Uh, generally speaking, I should say you know I, I guess we proved that wrong. <laughs> doesn't have to be the case but um you know she's uh, she was able to hold her own um i think uh, oh she made um second team all league 
So oh, wow. she was an uh, uh, integral part in, of the team. Yeah. With their the, stats and stuff. It, so the, the team that went was Logan High School, right? Yes. And have they, well, in, in their recent history, how have they competed, like, in terms of their their end result in, in seasons? Um, I think the last time they won NCS was about mm-hmm. 20, 20 some years ago. Oh, wow. And... When we were in high school. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Um, uh, kind of giving away how old we are. No, um, uh, um, the, this was their first time ever making it to state championship and first time ever they won the NorCal state championship. So, oh, wow. Yeah, in in the history of of Logan, so you know, again, um, timing is everything. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I want to say that, yeah, definitely, timing is everything. Uh, she came in at a time where the team needed some hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coaches have been seeing her since she was in middle school, right. and how well she played, um, and kept their eye on her, and during the summer and. Um, they needed a hitter. Uh, they have one of the best setters in 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 Nor- NorCal. Uh, Logan does, and, and and one of the best hitters, uh, outside hitter, one of the best middles, I think. And you know they just needed an extra piece of the puzzle, and you know she she was she it that part, yeah. And it, yeah. it's it's and and it could have been somebody else, and and. I don't know. It's just hard. I mean, I've always, we've told our kids, you know, sometimes uh, no matter how good you are, it's timing. Mm-hmm. How many spots uh, uh, the next team needs. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, they, they picked her. So, yeah. Just... <clears throat> so how, how was it like for you? Well, you in particular, since I'm talking to you, how how was it as a, a dad experiencing all of this? I couldn't, I, I really couldn't believe how good she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, she's never been, and I, and I get crap for this from people and, and that say she's really good, but I guess as a parent, as, as her CYO coach, um, kind of look with different set of eyes when I um, see her play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I focus on what she needs to improve. I, I, I see her faults and what she needs to improve and and tell her that afterwards. And, and I don't always uh, acknowledge, I guess. Yeah. Say. Right. the positive and what she does and i'm like really they want her but she can't do this or that <laughs> and, and and you know and and she is a second child you know we mentioned that you know I'm, i have a my older son mm-hmm. nico you know he was i would consider him very athletic yeah i would consider him to go to varsity before she did but she you know never ceases to amaze me and, and how how much she loved volleyball how much uh, work she put into it off season, right? And, and it paying off on make on her making varsity, and it's, I, I'm, I'm now that it's over. Now that the season's over, I'm, I'm, 
I'm absolutely proud of her. I've always been proud of my mm -hmm. kids yeah. and their accomplishments. It's just, I just felt like a dream. I mean, watching our girls play the, the Logan team, it was, it was freaking awesome. Um, I've never seen that caliber of, of, of play. I've never been part of a team uh, that played like that. And it yeah. was just, and my daughter was on it, so I was I was definitely a fan on the sidelines, um, you know, just just enjoying the ride and what and loving it. And I was usually in charge of recording the video, <laughs> just being able to, which which makes it kind of difficult to um, to enjoy the game. Yeah, but it keeps me in check because I can't yell or or anything because I'm recording. <laughs> so I, I get to. Uh, peacefully watch post game videos and, and, and clips of her and just replay it over and over again and just say, man, wow, that's my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And the video thing too, sometimes it's, it's tough because if you're watching the game through the video, you're actually not watching it live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh, you got to make sure that, cause I share the video with the team, with the rest of the parents and, um, I share the clips, so I, you know, I have to be careful what I say. I have to, um, I know that I can critique my daughter mm -hmm. more than I do, but you know, I still don't want to put stuff on the video. <laughs> so I, I just have to, you know, bite my tongue and, and right. make sure I'm, I'm doing a good job recording, keeping the camera still. And right. So you're looking at you, you in particular were experience. I mean, we hung out with, you and Ella once um, during one of her tournaments in middle school. Mm -hmm. um, and both Hung and I were like, man, these, these um, girls, these young women are awesome. <laughs> I mean, this everyone involved, because, you know, neither of us have really watched high level volleyball like that before. Mm -hmm. um, but I bring that up because then you obviously have seen so many volleyball games you and ella aren't um the parent and i'm not criticizing but you you two aren't the parents that only go to certain games you have watched hundreds of games over the past how many years right of hers oh yeah um four years not only of of hers but different levels you know uh fifth grade mm -hmm. all the way up to freshman year high school level college level um and you know even uh professional levels we we watch uh, you know uh, olympics and the italian league mm -hmm. and just you know I, I i truly enjoy watching volleyball it's, yeah. it's it's one of my favorite sports so i guess you you end up watching it from like kind of a that coaching perspective too you know right because there's, there's an enjoyment and then there's also like watching it from techniques. Not, not, yeah. Not, not the same eye that Ella does. I mean, Ella played uh, right in high school and I just played intramurals, but mm -hmm. being Ella's assistant coach kind of picked up on some, some mechanics and some things. And so, yeah, yeah. but my eyes, uh, not as quick as the high school level necessarily. Yeah. But I'm watching, um, CYO level, the grade school level, and middle school. I could, I, I pick up pick up on stuff and 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 definitely um, 
because I've been watching Alex so much. Yeah. Definitely, you know her faults and her weaknesses. So. Yeah. So you bring up Ella, and I was gonna bring it, bring her up too, <laughs> because I know she was Alex's coach for how many years? Uh, four. Oh, okay. And, and so she. <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 like four or five. Um, yeah, four or five. Yeah, and then she. I mean, you know, you you talked about because when you're in the throes of it, you're you're being critical because you want the best for Alex in terms of her performance um, and being an assistant coach. But with Ella, it was even more kind of, I would assume a little bit more personal from her standpoint as a mom and also being their coach and the one who actually played it at, you know, at a high level for in, in respective to like her experience. Sorry. So how was that? No, go, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. Um, you know, I think for LA it was, she loved it. Uh, she loved it on a much more personal level. Yeah. Um, as as you were uh, leading to, I mean, she played it, but you should see the you know the gleam in her face that how proud she is mm-hmm. watching her daughter uh, excel at the skill level as a freshman to what she was. I mean, Ella made varsity her freshman year too mm-hmm. uh, in high school, but she sat the bench. I mean, she was she ended up being the backup setter. Right. But Alex um, was a starter, and, and she—I don't know if just proud parents. I mean, kind of, sort of living vicariously through mm-hmm. through our kids, um, seeing their accomplishments and and them having fun. But um, you know, Ella would be the one that's mostly replaying the videos on and you know, <laughs> on the drive to work. She just you, you know she's replaying. Yeah. whatever post she posts on Facebook or Instagram or yeah. you know, some of the videos that I recorded, you know, she's, she definitely was a proud, very proud mom. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you're kind of, kind of living vicariously through your kids um, accomplishments. And so you mentioned Nico and how he's, he's been, you know, from a young age, he was the quote unquote, the, the not the athletic one, but he was definitely the athlete right yeah, yeah. um because then uh alex has done a lot of stuff and isaac's pretty athletic too but um kind of following his big brother and big sister's footsteps and your footsteps but so nico also has experienced some pretty awesome sports accomplishments that that's you know like not just awesome but pretty rare right yeah yeah. Um, you know, he's, like I mentioned, you know, as a little kid, we always knew that Nico could throw the ball, could catch the ball, um, teach him a sport here, you know, the basic rules, and he'd just grasp it and run, just go with it. Um, at, you know, his major accomplishment came uh, 12 years old. That would be mm-hmm. his eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, with baseball, um, his his sports growing up, uh, baseball and basketball. His love was basketball, um, and his baseball was just something to do uh, in the off season. Right, basketball and and just to keep something different because we definitely believed in in doing multi sports, not sticking to one sport. Right. Um, 
although Alex is kind of the well three kids I guess she's kind of the exception because she just does volleyball mm-hmm. um, Nico with baseball um, at eighth grade uh, level you know he he pitched a perfect game in baseball so mm-hmm. um, and he was uh, uh, he was recognized by um, San Jose Sabercats mm-hmm. his, uh, the league uh, for his major accomplishment. I mean, he pitched a perfect game um, the following the following week. He was one out away from another perfect game. Um, oh my gosh! And then, like another week later or two weeks later, um, he struck out seventeen out of eighteen batters. Oh wow! Um, but I mean, on that one, he allowed some hits and some walks, but I mean, he struck 17 batters and made the last out too. for, uh, he caught the pop fly to finish the game. So, you know, it was, um, yeah, I mean, his thing was, his thing was baseball. Um, but he loved basketball. So for three seasons, he would do basketball, um, you know, travel, uh, AAU basketball, Mm -hmm his middle school team um, and CYO basketball. And then just mm-hmm. during the spring, he would do baseball. But if ever there was a conflict between baseball and basketball, he would do basketball. Yeah. So he didn't keep up with baseball, um, you know, in the, in the summer in the fall or in the winter. And so he kind of, his skill level dropped off. Um, but that was his, I would say his peak yeah. of, 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 you know, his uh, major accomplishment. Now he's, uh, Going into high school, he dropped basketball and focus is now focusing on baseball. So that's that was a pretty pretty high level string of <laughs> pitching performances, right? I mean, I, it's still is it little league or what? What what level is it? Yeah, that was um, that was little league, and his team made it to playoffs and I mean, had they gone further, which they didn't, they didn't get mm-hmm. too close, but you know, they could have gone to the world series oh, wow. a little, but they didn't. Um, yeah. Was, um, quite a, actually, he didn't play some of the all-star games because it conflicted with basketball. So <laughs> um, that season. So yeah. you know, that's where he was. Uh, but so, so pitching like a perfect game, even at little league level, is pretty. That's that's still a rare feat, right? Um, you know, I was trying to look up how often it happens. Yeah. Um, there, there was I couldn't find anything on little league. I mean, I I wanted to know. It was just I wanted to know how rare it is. I mean, I think in the majors it's less than thirty in the history of baseball. Right. Um, I think. When Nico pitched his, Matt Cain had just pitched uh, his, I think, or that season. And so I heard like the number back then was like 22, 23 times. Yeah. Um, um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how rare it is um, for little leaguers. Yeah. But, you know, it was, that was, that was surreal. I mean, just, you know, nobody wants to mention it while he while the game was going, right. But everybody knows what's going on, mm-hmm. and it's just 
you know, every time he's on the mound and winding up, everybody's like quiet just to see what's going on. <laughs> well, that's kind of the, the pitch. That's like the epitome of the beauty of baseball. Like if you're a baseball fan, right? Is that right. it's it's like it's like compounded or like exponential um tension if it's I mean perfect game obviously but if it's a close game or whatever mm-hmm. yeah um hitter whatnot yeah yeah so how'd you feel when he pitched that first that perfect game that's um, been a few years yeah uh no I, I I still remember the moment I mean these are the moments you remember yeah um you know I, I remember releasing that pitch uh umpire called the kid out <laughs> and just everybody charged the mound yeah I, I sat back. I was just, I wanted to charge. And, and I think that would be my only regret at the moment. Was yeah. I didn't um, charge him on I, 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 and, and pick him up. I let um, his friends, mm-hmm. his teammates go there first. Um, we had the, uh, ironically, we had the uh, a photographer there from the league. Mm-hmm pictures and it wasn't until uh he was walking off the mound and getting off the the field that i finally went up to him and, and picked him up and just um didn't really say much yeah uh, i i just i didn't know what to say i, I mean I, I i i just held him tight and said um you know good job <laughs> you know just those two words and, and and then i put it out so i kind of wish i would have done said something different but i didn't know how to react it was it right was, it was i was in shock i was like really my kid this right and yeah i i guess i was speechless yeah well nothing prepares you for that right i mean no. again it's little league but still it's it's a perfect game yeah i mean you're just you just can't believe it it's happening so how did you know with with nico having that perfect game and um having those next two games of just you know ridiculously overpowering or dominating pitching um, and he was getting, you know, he, I remember him, you, you guys posting the images or the, 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 well, posting things about him getting honored by the Sabercats, the newspaper article, right? Right. Yeah. And then Alex, you know, experiencing a lot of success in a sport that she really loves um, at a really early age. Um, how, how, how did they handle it? Um, uh, you know, Nico at the time was on cloud nine mm-hmm. because not only did he pitch the perfect game, you know, it was it a fluke? No, because the following, you know, a week right. later, um, you know, after he rested in the pitching rotation, it was his turn again he almost pitched another one and mm-hmm. it was like is this kid gonna keep on doing this yeah he was one out away mm-hmm. uh, uh last runner he allowed a, a double and then the next batter got him out yeah so it was just uh, you know one one kid and then the next right back to back and then 
and then his uh, 17 strikeouts out of mm-hmm. 18 batters. It's like really, I mean, it was just, uh, it was just, he, he, that was his peak. That was, you know, kind of expected. So he was on cloud nine um, and then getting honored and everything. And then, then, you know, uh, season was over and he moved on to basketball. Um, and really he pitched not until the next season. Mm-hmm. And then Alex, whereas Alex uh, making, um, you know, going as far as they did, doing as well as they did, uh, she's kind of, um, she's now entering club season mm-hmm. for volleyball and uh, she's still one of the better, pl- I don't want to say better players because there's a lot of great players on her club team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the expectations are there for her, you know. Um, mm-hmm. the, the expectations of her, how is she going to follow up this freshman season where, you know, she got um, second team all league, um, led the team, not led the team, I should say. She, she was third in kills for the team. Yeah. Um, and so, so how she's going to do next and, and, you know, her pri- previous seasons in volleyball, she did well, she did really well. Um, so, you know, it, it gets scarier and scarier to see if she can keep this up or is this just a, um, good run. Yeah. A good run or, or, or did she peak early or mm-hmm. whatnot? And I think that's what as a parent is kind of when you're sports oriented and, and, and yeah. you want your kids to be successful and you see them being successful, you wonder if, if they're peaking early um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if they can maintain this level of success uh, of growth. Um, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say with Nico because, you know, yes, he was 12, but mm-hmm. he didn't do baseball uh, right. year, year round. So I expected a drop off and, and, and that happened. Yeah. And then he didn't pitch in high school. The coaches uh, didn't put him into pitch. Right. Um, and then, but Alex is doing volleyball year round now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so the expectations of her to, to continue to do better and better is there. Do you think she's experienced? She's she's feeling that pressure. Um. she's had i think she's handling it well yes sorry yes um but her mom and i um ellen and i we both tell her that there are these expectations of her now mm-hmm. so we kind of prepare we've prepared our kids i think to the best that we can yeah um especially alex um it's just a freshman when she made the team because um she made the team before school started. So huh. practice, well, cause they had tryouts like a month before school starts. Right. Uh, or a couple of weeks, whatever, when the, whenever the season can start for practice and stuff, she made the team. And, and so we kind of prepared her, um, with Ella's experiences is making as a freshman and, um, you know, of the jealousy that her friends are going to be, uh, are going to mm. have, Mm-hmm. Um, some of the teammates that have been there, 
but she might start over them. Mm-hmm. Which, as far as her varsity teammates, she never felt any any animosity, any um, negative reactions from that. Yeah, and we didn't either. Not even as from the other parents. We, you know, sometimes you think that you would, but and I think that's what led to a lot of the success. Is their team was really a team uh, united um, mm-hmm. uh, for Alex. So I think she was very fortunate. It was, you know, I th- I would say most of the the. Uh, negative reactions from parents and her fellow freshmen uh, or or just girls from JV were, were questioning whether or not uh, this freshman should have been on varsity and, mm-hmm. and um, why did the coaches pick her over them? Um, stuff like that. You know, that we knew. Right. We knew that happened and um, thankfully, thankfully, you know, she, again, she uh, she proved the naysayers and the doubters wrong by doing well. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, and that's, that's your question, huh? No, no, you did. Oh, oh well, I, I asked how she's handle or how she's handling that, and I think that relates to it. Um, and it, it gets real, you know, considering how real emotions and how how far jealousy can go in a in a bad way for at a high school level especially for a freshman because that's a lot of pressure you know and um if she didn't have proper support either from her well support period but support from her teammates and then like you guys said you and the other parents that could that could be a really horrible kind of byproduct from something from a really cool accomplishment right uh yeah i think what helped is a lot of the girls on the fresh uh, um, i'm sorry a lot of girls on the varsity team did make the team as freshmen so Mm. from our senior uh, we only had one senior she made the team as a as a freshman i think there were one or two juniors that made it as a freshman Mm-hmm. And about three sophomores that made it as a freshman. Um, and then Alex is one of three uh, freshmen to have made it. Mm-hmm. This year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the girls uh, been there, done that. So they were, again, this team uh, meshed really well. So um, as far as uh, her team helped her out, I think talks with the the older girls and the coaches really helped her out um, deal with the pressures of, of um, being on this type of team. Yeah. So I'm going to, um, so you've, you've mentioned sports is, is, is a big deal for you and well, for you personally and for Ella, cause yeah, obviously both played, um, sports in high school and were you know had prominent roles in your high school um 
experiences and then you have your as you raise your kids um they watch you play sports and then they obviously followed your footsteps right i mean i remember that's our earliest memories of nico is him watching and being your number one fan during softball games and stuff right yep cheering me on <laughs> well, right no um uh what where so there's a lot of good things that we've heard about what what kind of things have you learned as a parent like in terms of like having sports be in um such a prominent role in your in your family or maybe there's some things that you've um some of your some things that your kids had to learn or some things that you had to to manage as a parent in terms of teaching your kids um in terms of managing success or managing other things um good question um you know there's diff there's a difference of how i handle being a parent of a player from nico's age to isaac my third one right um, with nico i was more intense i mean I was more intense, expected him to do well, mm -hmm. wanted him to do well, um, forced him to practice more and, 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 and was the, the screaming parent, annoying parent sometimes mm -hmm. in the stands, um, with Alex, I've mellowed out a little bit. I had to, I was, I was, when she would play volleyball, I was the assistant coach. So I was on the bench. Yeah. Um, but watching her from the stands, you know, I still mellowed out. And Isaac, it's just total metal, Me mellow, <laughs> the fanatic dad. Um, um, but, you know, I like how sports have kept my kids grounded. Um, mm -hmm. They know that school comes first, that if they want to do what they love um they have to definitely bring in the grades first mm -hmm. so i think it keeps them busy keeps them out of trouble uh we've been very fortunate with the teams the coaches that we've been on mm -hmm. the great group of um teammates that nico's had alex has had the parents as well um where the kids they hang out with are really good kids mm -hmm. so you know i i think we feel that keep i, I guess it did that for me too and yeah um keeping me out of trouble and keeping me grounded and level-headed in high school growing up yeah and just felt that the social interactions um as well as keeping them fit i mean it is physical activity yeah uh, uh get them off the the video games, computer screens, and um, it's not as if they play outside anymore like I like we used to do as kids, mm -hmm. Right, going out to the playground, and um, uh, they just don't do that. So I guess uh, keeping them active and playing sports was the only way that they could uh, maintain physical activity, activity uh, away from any temptations that there are from being inside the house doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a those are um, really interesting. Because then, 
you also mentioning the you know you talked about sometimes it's the right time or the right place and you mentioned a lot of um being fortunate to find good teams and good coaches and stuff like that but i think part of that is also kind of intentional right like if you if you knew your your kids were in a really bad situation or like a toxic situation i, I would assume that you'd probably find another team right or figure out something else um if it was a really toxic right right so hard because it's never been i don't feel that we've ever been in that situation yeah um but yeah definitely we would definitely take them out and um and uh look for uh, something better because ultimately it's not you know whether i make friends with the parents and get along with the parents it's whether or not my kids are are enjoying what they're doing having fun mm-hmm. if they're learning um from the coaches yeah because we've definitely been this the you know talking about the success they've had we've definitely been on teams that have won no games or maybe one game mm-hmm. but i would still not trade that time with those coaches with the teammates uh because i do know that those coaches were good coaches and um you know we just didn't the kids just the team just didn't play well or or they weren't very good maybe but um but the coaches had the heart there and were teaching the kids good moral Mm -hmm. ethics as far as playing playing the game yeah well, yeah, and that's the huge thing I was going to ask about because you know there's, it, there are many of those really. Um, you mentioned being the annoying screamer, but then that that's one thing, and then there's then there's just like the hyper competitive, really like, uh, horrible role model parents that get way too deep into the game and it you know becomes about them and some sports uh environments get really unhealthy um yeah like yelling at the refs oh yeah like i've never i've never done that no i mean i i have yeah (laughs) i've hollered at the refs i've been that parent too i've been uh the one that almost almost gets kicked out thankfully never in any fights with any other parents yeah um just arguing back with the rest when I feel like the calls are lopsided. Um, You know, I mean, if the ref is not good, as long as he's not good to both teams, not just one. Yeah. Okay. With that, I won't, I'll keep my mouth shut, but you know, it's, I've definitely have been known for (laughs) especially basketball. Yeah. Because the calls are so objective. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I've been, known to get a few yeah. bad looks from the <laughs> but I, I guess that goes back to <laughs> that goes back to that the whole of the environment with the team teammates the other parents the coaches have been great for for your kids because i don't ever expect to you to i don't actually ever expect negative behavior from your kids i mean i know that they're kids and they'll do stuff but um as i mentioned earlier 
I and who actually have looked at you two as um, parents that we looked up to and say like, oh, if we ever have kids, we'd love to kind of borrow some of the skills that you have just because um, we saw the interactions that we appreciated um, between you and you and Ellen, your kids, but also the the outcome in parenting is how the kids act, right? Or not even just act, but how who, just who they are and what they do. Especially in front of people. <laughs> just hide yeah. it. No, but you know, <laughs> your kids are have always been you know, really nice and polite and good with the other kids because they are the older ones. Um, good with the uncles and aunts. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, um, thank you. Um, mm -hmm. That does mean a lot. It shows that, it, you know, it shows that I guess we're doing something right. Mm -hmm. When we're at home, sometimes it feels like we're not doing anything. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think one of the most important things um, as when we were coaching is seeing parents interact with their coaches. Um, one thing that we've always told our kids is you got to be respectful. You got to be respectful for the game, for your teammates, um, with your, with your teammates and, and especially with the coaches, um, always go up to them, say hi before mm -hmm. the game when you first see them and always say goodbye afterwards and thank you. Because those are the coaches that are taking their time, um, either, whether they're being paid or volunteered, uh, to teach you, um, which is the same as what happens in the classroom is, is, is you know, some people may say it's kissing ass. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, it's just, it's a level of respect. I mean, right. we definitely see the um, differences in some of the parents uh, of the kids that we coached um, growing up. Uh, throughout the years is is you know some parents would come up to us before actually a lot of them would um but some of them just didn't seem I, no actually no actually most of them came up to us sorry yeah um, sorry but there were some parents that didn't know what was going on mm -hmm. uh, with their kids or you know, their kids had a little bit of lack of respect. Yeah. Um, and those kids weren't doing well and, you know, they didn't. Uh, it's just, I don't like saying bad stuff, but I mean, yeah, you, you could definitely, t w at least with us, let me go back. Sorry. Let me go back <laughs> to, to at least with us. Um, yeah. We always wanted to make sure that our kids were very respectful to the coaches. Yeah. Um, and with people in general, uh, because they're going to get more out of it um, as a respected player, as a respected athlete, as a respected student um, from those that are teaching them, whether it's on the court, on the on the field or in the classroom. Uh, there's just going to be a better relationship between our kids and their teachers um, and their, and their coaches. And, right. And, and that attention is going to get pay off, whether it's going to be, you know, if, if, if my kids ask, Hey, can I get more reps or can you help me out with this? 
um, as a coach, I would be more attentive to somebody who was respecting me throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Someone who was disrespectful or, or just disinterested in, in what I had to say, what I was trying to teach them throughout right. the season or in the classroom. Right. So, you know, that's why you know, as a, as a player, you got to be respectful to your coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and until you know how your coach is, you always got to give your coaches the benefit of the doubt, teachers. And, and I think that, that that's where some parents um, lose sight, um, either because they weren't athletes or um, they didn't play sport, but they're just, you know, they're just letting their kids play, signing them up, but not knowing what it takes to be successful um, uh, on the court, on the mm-hmm. field. It, it, it's just take my kid there and go home, take my kid to the game and go home. But yeah. I think it's more, you need to do more than just that. Right. Well, and you're, the success you're talking about is definitely on the court, on the field, but this, you're also uh, describing success off the court. Yeah. Life skills with, with people in general. Right. Um, and, and one day, you know, our kids are going to be employees. Mm-hmm employers and and you know their teammates are going to be the ones their office mates or their managers are going to be their coaches or they themselves are going to be right in the work field managing or or working or whatnot somewhere there and and they just and and, that, and that's why i think sport is important because sport as a young age teaches kids how to interact socially with people, with teams, mm-hmm. fellow players, yeah, uh, fe- fellow peers, no other um, cl- classroom subject does that. No, nothing in your school does that, um, except maybe PE and group work. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. who does group work? I don't remember doing group work in elementary and middle school mm-hmm. until high yeah. school or college. So, yeah, and it's the role modeling too that's involved. Yeah, I think it goes back to what you're talking about with some of the parents and maybe some of them just don't know, right? Like you said, they, they don't, they, they didn't play sports. Maybe they, they, they don't know that part, but the role modeling that they're doing to show, um, or not even the parents, but just everybody around the role modeling of, um, you know, positive behavior, respectful behavior, respectful fun, you know, sportsmanship and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean that's what they're getting if 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 it's being properly done, right? Right, and and not just from us or their yeah. coaches, but the people who hang who we hang out with too, and and you know obviously um, you guys are our friends. A lot of people that I hang out with, I mean, they are positive role models. Yeah. So it's the people we you know they our kids see us hang out with as well. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, um, any, any kind of final things to share about like being a sports parent? <laughs> I mean, you're more than a sports parent, but our topic today has been sports, but, um, anything you want to share? Any kind of final thoughts that you think, um, other people that listen to this as they have young kids, like Anson and I, um, or to call, you know, anything. 
You know, it's definitely a learning curve. Um, like I said earlier with Nico, I was I was pretty out there, uh, pretty wild as a parent, I would say. And as Isaac, watching Isaac play, um, watching the parents, Isaac's on a, on playing basketball right now, and and seeing some of the parents as first time uh, with their first time kids, mm-hmm. I see myself in a lot of them of how they as parents react on the court and I just see myself different. You know? Yeah. I've been there twice already and this is my third one. And it's like, wow, that was me. You know, it, it's definitely a learning curve. It's, it's hard to say. Um, and I, I think it's just important to tell your kids how much you love to watch them play. Mm-hmm. Let, let your kids know that, you know, you, you're there for them. You love watching them play and just remind them how much you love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just be there for them. Uh, you know, sometimes Alex doesn't show that she listens to us, especially now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's kind of hurtful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, she does thank us in other ways and, and you see the appreciation. So, you know, every kid's going to be different. Every, Oh, that, that's, that's hard. That's a really tough question. Um, you know, no, you're doing fine. I think all, all of that's really um, helpful. I, you know, I just think you just got to go with, you just got to go with it and just see how your kids react. Cause I know not every kid's going to, be a sports kid and you know you don't don't push your kid and and but if you do put him in sports just show him or her that you're there for them and how much you just love watching them do their best whatever that best may be right um that way you know your parents you should be the kids number one fan not their number one um, criticizer right cool I think those that's those are really wise words, and um, I, re- I appreciate a lot of um, the concept of making sure that you remind them that you love watching them play. Because you know, there's like you said, there's success and there's different forms of success. Some will experience you know outright success, like your kids have had. Um, but if at at the core of it is them enjoying what they're doing um comes first right definitely yeah. and then you enjoying it with them comes you know also one b <laughs> comes first comes first second close second um and they de- they need to know that so that it's a positive learning experience for them definitely yeah I, and it's okay not to, to it's okay to lose it's okay to fall down it's okay to have a bad day to have mm-hmm. a bad game you know that's um, stuff I carry with them yeah definitely yeah it's okay to make mistakes so yeah all right so um that's that do you, do you, do you gotta go um kinda do okay Cool. Um, thank you. This was kind of, it was, no, I won't say kind of, I was more nervous than anything. 